Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Pacific Rim Uprising and Ready Player One. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Whew, man, I'm doing great. I left work early. I went to go see a movie. I'm chilling. It's been great. It's been an awesome Wednesday. And I got my tax money. You know I'm doing good. <laughs> you know I'm doing good. That's when you know it's real. Man, and I have Chick-fil-A. Oh, God. This is cherry on top. So I'm doing really good. How you doing, man? I am um, very, very stressed. I, I am in the middle of like a bunch of projects for school and a lot of tests and, you know, just life. So I am very, very stressed and very busy, but I'm powering through and I'm very tired. But anyway, sorry to bring the mood down from Ozzy's hype. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> but hopefully to join Ozzy in his level of excitement is a our returning guest as um has become a custom at this point brianna brianna how you doing um i'm pretty tired at the moment though <laughs> okay so. i guess i'm the only one who's having a good wednesday i mean <laughs> i mean you know what i saw a good movie so there we go there we go. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, so I did not see Ready Player One. I was unaware that it was even coming out today uh, when Ozzy and Brianna got to see it. So I did not see it. So they're going to be reviewing it themselves. And that'll be great. And, but before we even get to that, we're going to start with a movie of a what I, what I suspect is a much, uh, <clears throat> let's say, different quality. Oh, dude, a hundred percent, man. Don't even. All right, so well, you're gonna have to get me started. We're gonna start with um, Pacific Rim Uprising, and I have a feeling that these two are just chomping at the bit to get to this one. I think you guys saw it a while before I did. I actually just recently saw this like the other day, um, because I'm like an entire weekend behind when it comes to movies. So I think you guys have had a little bit longer to like dwell on this one. So. What do you guys think, <laughs> Ozzy? Dude, this is complete and utter trash, okay? Mm-hmm. This is absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. It is so sad that this movie beat out Black Panther this weekend. Um, I'm really upset. This movie is complete and utter garbage. Carlos, you said that you really don't like John Boyega as an actor too much. Um... This movie, he doesn't help him in defense. It really doesn't. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this, guys. Scott Eastwood is not good. He's not good. He's not good. He's terrible. Everything this man has touched, everything I've seen this man, everything that he has touched, it's like he's not good in. And the movie around him is absolute trash. So I don't know what to tell you guys. This is absolute garbage, but I digress. Brianna, I'm going to let you take this over. I'm not, I didn't think much more highly of the movie. I mean, I, I mean, I, the only reason that I enjoyed the original was because of all the action. And I mean, I still to this day talk about the ocean liner sequence. You know, my dad and I will have like our fangirl moment over that scene from the original and there was nothing I could point to in this movie where I was like, yes, that makes this movie stand out that, you know, that was this movie's, um, like ocean liner sequence. It was just a lot of like, it was just a lot. It was almost like, uh, del Toro saw the first one. And even though literally the only reason anyone liked the first one is because of the, because of the like Gore versus you know versus the Jaegers, he thought, you know what people really liked about the first Pacific Rim? The story. You know, 
the characters and the drama and that's that could not be farther from the truth it just this movie like starts and stalls you know you'll get like one minute of something that's vaguely interesting and then it'll pause to to dilly dally for like 25 minutes at a time and so i was just i was i felt like i was watching a transformers movie almost it's interesting you bring um, that up. I was actually just talking to a friend of the podcast, TD, the other day. I believe it was yesterday. I was talking to him, and we were talking about Pacific Rim for a little bit, and he said the exact same thing. It's like people are already automatically going to compare this movie to Transformers just because it's a similar concept, right? Giant robots fighting, in this case, kind of giant robots. Um, and... This movie didn't help its cause. Like, it didn't help to distance itself from that. It ch- kind of just became that, um, which is a little frustrating. And I completely agree with you, and we'll dive into this more um, when we get into full on negatives. But, Ozzy, I completely agree with you. Scott Eastwood, man, that <laughs> man is not good. Um, it's I, not. Yeah, I it will. Really isn't. it's been a while it has been a while since i have seen a movie where an actor's performance drags a movie down so much in my opinion i mean this movie wasn't even good to begin with like it's whatever but man his performance is rough and it drags this movie down and it is just it's it's a burden to watch sometimes. Like, I, I, Ozzy, I think I got this like third hand, but I, um, Ozzy told me that you, uh, Brianna, had thought about wa- walking out of this movie a couple of minutes in. And I, as soon as Scotty sort of came on the screen, I'm like, yeah, I get where she's coming from. <laughs> like, I just was like, I want to leave. This is terrible. Um, but anyway, let's uh, move. <laughs> let's start positive. Let's start positive. Um, I, I guess I'll start. There were some decent action sequences. There's not a lot. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not as good. It's not nearly as good as the first one in terms of its action. Um, but I did think that there were a couple of cool sequences. Uh, my favorite sequence being, and I don't even know like what, because I, I also was talking to a friend of the podcast, Terion, and I don't know why I was talking to so many people about this movie, but um, I was talking to Terion, and he was saying that he was talking about some of the action sequences he actually enjoyed, and he didn't even bring up the one that's my favorite, and my favorite being the one um, where they're in the snow and they're, they're like going after that abandoned base or whatever. I thought that was actually a pretty cool sequence. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I can get a little bit more into some characters that I enjoyed, but uh, for the most part, the action is passable. Um, there's some e- interesting stuff there, but what do you guys got? Brian, I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, the, I think the frustrating thing is that when you say passable, that the action is Possible. That's particularly detrimental to a movie like this yeah. when literally the only reason people are going to see it is for the action. Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not seeing this movie. Even if you did go into this movie looking forward to interesting that once you see Scott Eastwood's performance. <laughs> and so like the only thing that you can get from this movie is action. And when you're failing in that regard that's particularly detrimental to people's enjoyment of the movie. And that's why I've said, I'm not watching any more Transformers movies. They're way too, they take way too long for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as far as positives, are, wait for wait for me to start off my positives. Right. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I thought that, um, that halfway through the movie, when it really needs a pick me up, it gets a it gets a good pick me up. Um, I know that um, not everyone was a fan of that. the The turn that it takes in the middle, about fifty minutes in, um, there's kind of a, a turn at a left field that it that it takes. But I thought that was executed pretty well, and I, I thought it it gave the movie the pick me up that it needed and but i mean only for about two and a half minutes because you get like one really cool scene after that and you think 
that the movie's about to go in a way more interesting direction. Yeah. Great stuff. So uh, I think that that sequence is, is pretty cool that, you know, I, I'm actually excited to, if they listen to the criticism that they're going to receive. I'm interested to see where they could possibly take that in future installments. But I mean, my positives for this movie were pretty bleak. Like I think John Boyega, um, I think he does better when he isn't struggling with another accent. So <laughs> I think that's a really big deal for him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think know. he's doing his accent. What do you mean? It's, <laughs> it's like this. No, he was channeling his Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. I think this. I that was not his natural accent. He's he's English, and he's. It sounded like he was doing what was it a South African accent? He was doing something different in this movie, definitely. And like when he's not struggling to modify his voice, I think he does way better. But I think he did a pretty good job of channeling Idris Elba in this movie. You could tell that that they were, you know, there was a, a bit of a remnant there, but honestly, there's not a whole lot in terms of, like, yes, this really redeemed the movie. It was like, this is a good thing I can say about this movie that I really didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's about it. All right, Ozzy, what about you? Just the action, um, and that's barely any of the action. Um quote me on that um that's basically it i didn't care about any of these characters um but i mean yeah that's about it for me yeah i lean more on brianna's side of things when it comes to boyega uh i think the dude's got a lot of charm like he's a very charming person he's a very charming person on screen he's got a lot of personality and that comes through um i don't I've never particularly thought that he's the best actor. I agree with you, Brianna, that especially when he's trying to struggle with an accent, it doesn't work out very well. Um, and in this movie, his personality takes him a certain distance. It just doesn't take him all the way there. Um, so he's not great, yeah. but he's not like an issue. I think maybe the fact that he was um, <laughs> playing against uh, Scott Eastwood it certainly helped his cause because <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything looks like oscar caliber acting compared to scott eastwood um so that's definitely something uh yeah I, I there's a lot of characters that are just really 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 flat and kind of boring there's some that are like okay like i think that there were some interesting aspects i don't get me wrong i'm not saying this character is amazing and best character in the movie or anything like that i think there were some interesting aspects with the with the girl in the movie she was yes. She was okay, I forgot, but I forgot to mention. Yeah. I did think that her performance was probably the best in the movie, probably. which isn't saying a whole lot. But I forgot to mention that I was just checking out her name because I forgot. Mm -hmm. it, uh, she, yeah, I, I would say that she was probably uh, one of the more interesting elements. Yeah, they added a little bit of depth to her. Now it doesn't always work, and they don't like hit it as hard as i would like them to but it it, it was she was by far the most interesting character in the movie and now that's not saying like you said it's not saying too too much <laughs> because there's a lot of uninteresting characters in this movie but uh yeah that's just something worth mentioning so uh you guys have anything else or do you want to move on into what you guys really want to talk about i thought i thought that the final design of the kaiju was pretty creative mm -hmm. you know they're not even if you don't see them for too long they're they're nice to look at it's really visually creative yeah. um i mean guillermo del toro that's his like specialty so yeah you know i, I think that's worth mentioning mm -hmm. i mean any positive is worth mentioning i'm really looking for stuff yeah all right uh well let's move on into negatives then and my first thing, I mean, we've, we've touched on a lot of it, let's be honest. But uh, my, the first thing I do want to mention is the, the most disappointing aspect of this movie and the most frustrating thing is that, you're right, Brianna, they didn't capture what made the first one special. What made the, no! <laughs> what made the first one special was, number one, it had pretty cool action, but number two, 
in terms of his visuals, just the scale of everything, the size of everything, it was just incredible to look at. The ocean liner sequence. Yes. Come it, on. It was gorgeous. And this movie, you know, like, <laughs> I, I hate to use this as a negative because uh, Ozzy and everyone knows that I will defend a lot of aspects of um, this franchise because I grew up with it, but it just felt like Power Rangers. That's what this movie. That's what this movie feels like. It's. Just, I was gonna say when I. I'm so sorry. You're good. I mean, <laughs> it's just. It felt like. Just there was nothing to it. It just felt like people like like these giant robots fighting through a city. It's like there's no. I didn't feel the scope of this movie, and it's just so frustrating because that was the coolest aspect of the first one, and they really missed, in my opinion, Guillermo del Toro as the director here. Um, that I just they really missed him. Um, in terms of him being in the director's chair, but uh, Brianna, I'm sorry I cut you off. No, I'm sorry. I was interrupting. So, um, No, I was going to say when Ozzy and I were first talking about this movie, I compared it to Spy Kids 3. Like, that's what it felt. It felt like I wasn't. It felt like I was watching a bit like an upscale Nickelodeon movie just in the just because the action, it didn't feel it wasn't nearly as gritty. It felt like I was I, I don't know. It just didn't feel like any of it was actually taking place mm-hmm. there was there it didn't feel like there were any stakes yeah like what was taking place and like i said like that's when you go into a movie like this you don't go into a movie like this looking to make an emotional connection with the characters like you know when the character's name is jake pentecost like you don't <laughs> like how are you going to relate to a character like that you know who's spent his life on the run like you, you just, you can't, you go in to turn your brain off for two hours and watch some big-ass monsters, excuse me, fight some big-ass robots. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, excuse me. You're good. But that's, <laughs> that's what you go into this movie to see. And, I mean, it other than the other than the opening sequence it takes like 25 minutes 25 30 minutes for the movie to start jaegering and then after that like another 25 minutes for for any kaiju to show up and it's just it felt like okay when is this movie actually going to start when am i going to get what i what i actually paid for you know and it it just I mean, I saw it with my friend Ben, and he turned over to me, and he was like, yeah, the first half of that movie was really boring. And I I, I like to defend movies, but I I just couldn't. I was like, you're right. That was boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ozzy, what do you got? <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. Um, damn, the CGI in this movie, absolute garbage. <laughs> Um, this is really bad, especially when the monster roars and you hear and like you see all those buildings destroyed, like they all just all like, you know, they all get destroyed. And I'm just like, damn, that's just some really bad CGI. And let me tell you something. Um, I love disaster films. I love seeing stuff getting torn up because I care. I care about the stuff getting torn up. Like Independence Day Resurgence. We can all agree it was a bad movie, but Carlos can agree with me here. Well, I know he'll he'll back me up when he when I say this that I loved the destruction of that movie. I was like, this is insane, this is crazy. I know you didn't care about it, Carlos, but I but you know that I did. Yeah. This movie, I didn't give a damn about what was going on because it was just it, to me it was like normal everyday life for these people. Um, I didn't care about the destruction. This movie was super boring. Um, I didn't care about any of the human characters. Charlie Day, Charlie Day. If you guys have seen this <laughs> podcast or heard this podcast, you know I don't do Charlie Day. Um, okay, give okay, but he was he no, had a key no role no I hated I hated the most interesting part of I hated he that was like I know I did not like the twist that they used his character and I really didn't. No, I, I thought hated that made the for twist. Some really in- well, the movie's already pretty 
far removed from I can't what take, like I, I can't listen, we could talk about this later, but I can't take him <laughs> seriously when he has that voice. That's like That's his voice though. You I knew I you were gonna bring up him. <laughs> I understand, but like I can't, but I can't, but like I can't. That's like that's like me trying to take the kid in a wrinkle in time seriously when he's a villain. I cannot. I cannot. The difference is that take... kid is a terrible actor. Charlie Day is not a terrible actor. You just think that he's obnoxious. I don't think that he's obnoxious. I just don't like. I've never liked the character that I he is. I just can't stand his face and his voice is annoying. <laughs> I, don't... I just don't like his character. That's what I'm saying. Actually, right. actually, wait. There's only been one time I actually did like his character, and that was in Horrible Bosses. I actually <laughs> like that. Just that franchise is actually oh, pretty funny. Gosh. But I just didn't like his character. I didn't like the way they used his character. Maybe it'll be on brand side. Brand side. I don't want to get into it though, because we're reaching spoiler territory, and I'm gonna spill the beans if you're talking about it. Right. Brianna. I'll say this anyway, in regards to uh, Charlie Day's character. Uh, I'll just say my because you guys have both made your opinions known about his character. <laughs> I agree with Brianna about the twist. And mm. we might be we might be getting into kind of spoiler territory just talking about a twist. We won't say what it is, but there is a twist with his character. And I will say that it genuinely did surprise me. I wasn't expecting it. So I was fascinated when that happened. I did th- think that made it more interesting. Now It was well executed, I think. Yes, I agree. Now, in terms of his character, his character and the... His, uh, the other guy's character, the one who's like his close friend or whatever from the first movie. I I don't the like... Gorman plays him, and I feel yeah. like he overacts. He yes, overacts. They, I think they both do. I'm not a huge fan of Charlie Day's performance in this movie. I think they're both kind of playing it up and hamming it up, and that's fine, but it's like they're in a completely different movie than everybody else. Um, now, a I'm better not... movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I'm not... Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my gosh, his voice is so... Because that's not a... Like, I swear, every no, time like Charlie Day's like, in a not, movie, Ozzy has not, to bring I'm up not, his voice. But I'm not... No, I'm just saying I don't <laughs> like his voice, so it doesn't help me, but I'm not going to dock... And I'm, I've said this on the show before when we yeah. saw this. I said I'm not going to dock him any points because yeah. he's born with that voice. I can't dock a person because <laughs> of his voice. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to do that. That's just rude. Um, I'm not going to do that. This is rude. This is rude. It's very I'm rude. But I did not. I did not like his performance. It was all right. Continue with the okay. negative sauce. Um. Anyways, why do we need drama in the bunker room with uh Kaylee Spaney's character Amara? That was really was, random. Yeah, she was having drama with discount uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Um. Uh, her name is Ivana Sakno. And sorry if I butchered your name. Really sorry about that. But anyway, she was having problems with discount um, Elizabeth Olsen. And the only thing that she was talking about was making things bigger and fighting and, like, whatever. I didn't care about any of this stuff. I didn't care about more of this, like, a lot of the stuff in this movie because there was just a lot of um, human characters in this movie. <laughs> and they were all boring. For me, personally, they were all boring except for the – Except for uh, Burn Gorman's character, because he was always hyped up on something. I don't know what he was on, but he was apparently <laughs> excited about something. Um, but yeah, I didn't care about the movies. I did not care about more than half this movie. It was boring. Scott Eastwood, go back to modeling. Um, and that's all I got to say. Um, I'm rating this movie a solid one. I really hate <laughs> really this movie. Okay? Wow. I was not a fan <laughs> of the first one. I was not a fan of the first one. Um, Maybe I need to rewatch it, but uh, I really did not like this movie. It was really bad. Oh my Tempted God. to walk out at least 10 times. It's a one. It's a solid one. Okay. It was not as bad as A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> See, that's where I was thinking that the whole time. I'm like, are they going to think this is like... Because to no. me, A Wrinkle in Time is like better than this movie, but whatever. <laughs> what? Yeah, me, yeah. Yes, A Wrinkle in Time is better than this movie. No, that yes. movie. Uh, 100%. But you guys know not, I was higher was, on that movie than you were, so that was to be. Yeah. There was almost nothing redeemable about A Wrinkle in Time. Jeez. A Wrinkle in Time at least looked visually. Anyway, Brianna, what's your rating? <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I would give it. And A Wrinkle in Time had Chris Pine, and he was the best thing about that movie, so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you going to appeal to my <laughs> my appreciation for the visuals? And I don't mean the effects. 
Oh. I mean, I mean specific I mean, rim. I'm going to compare, like. I would give okay. it a three. Okay. 3. Right. Cool. Carlos? Um, I'm actually in the same range as Brianna. I'm giving it a 3.6. It's really sad. Chris Pamazal is in the movie of A Wrinkle in Time for probably like 20, 30 minutes, and he gave a better performance than Scott Eastwood, and he was in the movie for an hour and a half. (laughs) Um, For the majority of the movie, it's really, really depressing. That's really depressing. The fake Zach Galifianakis on the operating table gave a better performance than Scott Eastwood. Zach Galifianakis. Like, you're not saying a whole lot (laughs) by saying that someone gave a better performance than Scott Eastwood. But I digress. Anyway. Zach was in a regular time for probably five, ten minutes, and he gave a way better performance than Scott Eastwood. I just like to be contrary. (laughs) Um, I'm just saying, Scott Eastwood. Look, um, my last point about this movie is, well, two last points. Number one, the ending doesn't make any sense. It's really dumb. But number two, this, (laughs) if, if... and, and the Razzies are already a joke, but if Scott Eastwood doesn't get nominated for a Razzie, then the <laughs> Razzies just need to stop. Like, uh, they already are really dumb. Like, they nominated Jennifer Lawrence last year, and that made me want to, like, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But Scott Eastwood, <laughs> he's terrible. This is, like, the worst performance I've seen in quite some time. And if, if you think we're just beating up the man for no reason, then you know what? Just go watch this movie, and you'll understand. But you shouldn't watch this movie, so... If those guys who are defending Scott Eastwood, give me one performance to see. One. And I will watch the movie. Just give me one performance. I'm only asking for one. Because everything that I've seen him in, he's not good in. He's not. Make the movie worse. Okay? He doesn't help the movie. He's the he's adding to the problems of the movie. Bad. All right. We're all familiar with Ozzy's opinion of Scott yes. Eastwood at this yes. point. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. But let's talk about a better movie. Yes. Um, one that I haven't seen. So you guys take it away. Awesome, sorry. Um, but uh, I'm excited to talk about this movie. But Brianna, I'm gonna let you go first because you're the one who let me know that this movie was playing today. So take it away. Um, Ready Player One. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was a little skeptical when I saw the trailers, and literally three people were like, "But it's Spielberg," and I was like, "Okay, I know," but like, like, did you see the trailer? Like. The trailer kind of went both ways for me. I was like, it's on the precipice, and I'm not sure. But it was way better than I feared it would be. It was it, it was definitely one of the most enjoyable movies that, that I've seen this year. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I have to stand corrected in, in, in most in most areas of the movie you know i think it definitely has its faults um but it's it's more than worth seeing definitely i loved this movie okay (laughs) i really did and um i saw the same trailers that brianna did and it just got me more pumped because i loved yeah I i think carlos and i saw the same uh teaser and we were just like Dude, cannot wait. And um, just finally seeing it, um, it was a nice present today because it was kind of like a surprise. I didn't know I was going to see it. And then I saw it and I was like, dang, this movie is really good. Um, for those of you guys who are into gaming, who have watched, like, you know, classic, some classic movies, animation classic movies, you're going to love this movie because um, it references a lot in this movie and it's it's kind of like the lego movie or like the batman lego movie to a sense where like you see just like a ton of stuff um from like different from like different stories and different uh games and stuff like that just put together in one movie and it's so good um just starting off the positives visually this movie is amazing amazing to look at um just one of the one of the best animated films uh, this is gonna be a bold statement, but one of the best animated films I have ever seen. The animation in this movie is beautiful. It is amazing, and the sequences in this movie are absolutely stunning. Um, I loved a lot of the action sequences in this movie. It's just amazing what Spielberg was able to do with this movie. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Brianna, what do you got? 
Yeah, I would say that's really fair. I liked the variety of action sequences because in a lot of movies you can point to, you know, a couple action sequences that are formatted the same way or, um, you know, you get the same kind of intrigue in them. But uh, here there were uh, a couple different kinds of action sequences and I appreciated that because it didn't feel like it was dragging. It felt like it was a real journey that was, there was a real evolution that was taking place. Um, I love Olivia Cook. I, I mean, she won my heart in Thoroughbreds and she's continuing to impress me the more that I see her. Uh, and she's quickly becoming like one of my favorite actresses. So, I mean, I've yes. got to hand it to her. I could see her personality coming through really strongly, it, even when she wasn't on the screen, when she was being represented by her avatar. Maybe that says more about the visual effects team than it does about Olivia Cook. but I just really loved her character. Uh, oftentimes, like, the female presence in the film can be really overbearing, and it didn't quite feel like that. But I, um, the visuals, I have to agree with you, they were gorgeous i mean i just imagine walt disney seeing a movie like this and you know marveling at how far how far we've come i really loved all the pop culture references they didn't hold back and that works to this movie's credit because it gives the movie a lot more credibility you feel like you're actually watching a real world movie take place you're not seeing like the drake and josh pintendo gs version of these of these like pop culture references. So that brought a lot of clout to the film. I thought that I had, I just had a lot of fun watching it. I also really love Mark Rylance's character. He's very charming in this like antisocial kind of awkward way. And I, I adored his contribution. Um, I, basically it, it's, it's a very fun movie to to go and see with your family although it's not as family friendly as i thought it would be um i loved all the i think pretty much the performances in this movie were really amazing um and i'll definitely agree with you with uh with olivia cook i'm interested to see what else she's doing because she is amazing and i will agree with you that she's you know she's raised she's quickly becoming one of my favorite actresses working in Hollywood today as well. She yes. did an amazing job in this movie, dude. I, I can't wait for you to see it, Carlos, because she does an amazing job. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Ty uh, Sheridan. Um, the first, I think the first time I saw him was in X-Men um, Apocalypse. So he did pretty good there. Um, but this, you know, he's leading this movie along with Olivia Cook, and they work off of each other really well. You see their relationship develop throughout the film, and I think that I think that right there is just um, I can't wait to see him and more stuff as well because he did a really good job and their relationship really builds throughout the movie. And I want to say really well, I really did like it. Um, again, the animation in this movie is amazing. Uh, the performances are amazing, and I also love the story. The story is really unique. Um, it, it's a, this is a very I'm going to go ahead and say original story. Um, and it's a very frame. modern story, too. It's not it's, like it's it's very it's breaking new ground as far as the Internet and like multiplayer games are concerned. It's breaking new ground as far as like what we can write about. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you like we see sequences in here with characters that I know of. I was like, I never would have thought of this. You know what I'm saying? So it takes pop culture and, and Spielberg and um, the author of this book, I, I don't know who wrote this book, but, you know, he, they make it their own. And um, I think I think it's yeah, Ernest Klein, Klein wrote this book and, and they both kind of make it their own. Just just the style of, of and just seeing what, uh, you know, what characters get to work with which characters and I loved it. Um, I also loved that this was it was kind of solving like a puzzle, which is really awesome. Um, so this movie is really amazing, really unique, bunch of fun. This is, I mean, this is the most fun I've had watching a movie this year. Uh, uh, actually, it's it's one it's one of them. If I have, it's between this movie and Black Panther because I loved uh, Black Panther 
as well. But this is one of the this is one of the most fun times I've I've had watching a movie this year. Um, I already, already, this is. I'm already thinking it, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. This is probably gonna be one of my top ten favorites of the year, just because of my, just because of my overall experience in this movie. I loved just watching this movie. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and probably watch this movie again in 3D, just because I feel like I should. Um, and yeah, man, this movie is absolutely amazing. I loved it. But um, so I gotta give a shout out to my boy, the Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, boy. I mean, yeah, I mean, you great got a lot of, you got a lot of, yeah, you got a lot of great characters. You got a lot of great games. You know, you got references from Marvel versus Capcom, Overwatch. I like, I was screaming inside when I saw like, you know, Master Chief. Um, we saw like Batman. It was, it was awesome. I'm not gonna give you guys like all the details, but we saw like some pretty amazing um, characters in there, and I was absolutely just loving it. So. Definitely check out this movie, guys. Um, but yeah, let's get into negatives. Brianna, what do you got? Because I know you're, I know you got stuff. I'm a little bit more critical. Um, I, I'll agree with you. It, like, depending on how the rest of the year goes, this could easily end up in my top ten. Um, but like, I, I was, my fears were a bit confirmed at the very beginning, just because the beginning is very narration heavy and they throw a lot of they directly hurl a lot of exposition at you at the very start and i just kept thinking to myself there's no way i'm going to remember all this like this is way too much information for me to recall and it ends up developing into a fascinating story but there's just way too much they just they tell you way too much at the start of the movie and that's just that just didn't feel right, especially since there's almost no narration for the rest of the movie. It felt like it could have been a framing device, but it it like only comes back at the very end. And it was just, I, I didn't appreciate that. I thought the pacing could have been done a little better. Like there were team dynamics that took place that didn't feel warranted because characters were introduced like, like way after you were supposed to care. It felt like you were supposed to care about them immediately, even though they were introduced more than halfway through the film. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a little pedantic of me. So, I mean, I'm still going to watch this movie again and really enjoy it. And I might even analyze this movie because it, it had some pretty rich themes that I thought deserved attention. But I mean, I thought, that a couple, a couple areas could have been handled a little bit better, especially when it came to exposition, just because they, they basically hand you everything on a silver platter at the very start of the movie. And so, um, you know, I thought that could have been handled a little bit more gracefully. But, I mean, that's, again, it's a little pedantic of me. What did you, do you have complaints, Ozzy? Um, I, I wish we got more... Um, I wish we got more kind of like a backstory of, of Ben, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character. Yeah. Uh, like his backstory as to why he wanted to do the things that he wanted to do. Um, like I liked his animation, like his animated character. Uh, he seemed menacing there, but I wish that we had more of a reason I wanted more of a reason as to why he was doing the things that he was doing, as to why he decided to make such a drastic uh, turn in in the third act, basically. Well, he was going to make a decision. Well, he basically did make the decision in the first in like the first part of the movie, but um, I just wanted to know why he was doing what he was doing, why it mattered so much. I mean, they give us a reason, but I don't feel like it was that good of a reason. Um... Mm, uh, I mean, I really got to dig. I mean, I, like uh, when it comes to his family dynamic, I mean, I, I wish that we would have gotten a little bit more there because um, there's something that happens. And, and um, yeah, uh, I can't really say spoilers, but um, I like uh, I wish that I wish that they would have gone into it more. 
It would have um, meant more if exactly. we had known more about what what was going on. Exactly. So involved. Yeah, but because it it feels like it it happens and then that's it. So I mean, again, I mean, I just um, those are like my mainly those are like my two negatives, honestly. But that's about it for me. I don't mind. I didn't. I didn't mind the narration. We need to know what's going on, and um, I retained it well. You know, so I'm, for me, it wasn't the big deal. For me, it was like, okay, so this is this is what happened. Okay, it's fine. I'm I'm fine with it. It was a pretty big deal for me, just because it felt. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe Cinema Sense has indoctrinated me, but I, the more that I experience narration, the more that I find that it's just lazy exposition, and it, I understand that there's time. a lot of information that you have to imbibe. At the start of this movie, there's a lot that you have to understand, but I just felt like it could have been delivered a little bit more inconspicuously. We could have given the audience more to figure out, and you could, you know, there are more subtle ways of delivering exposition other than literally, let me tell you about everything you're going to have to know to put the puzzle pieces together. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's a little bit more fun. To you're talking about like the be you talking about like the beginning of the movie or, yeah, or the whole movie at the beginning of the movie. I mean, like I didn't really mind it because I feel like we didn't need to have that much exposition to know where we're at now. I feel like if you would have had that backstory explained to you in a movie, you would have been like, I could have that the movie could have been twenty minutes, twenty to thirty minutes shorter. So it's you kind of have to pick your poison at that point. I would rather experience. I don't know. I just. It, it takes me out of the story that I'm not even in yet. If someone, it, you know, it's kind of like I'm coming in halfway through a movie it, it, and, you know, somebody's saying to me, look, this is what you need to know because this is what you missed. You know, this character's doing this. It just, it it felt like it could have been delivered a little bit more graciously, especially since, like I said, the movie's not as family friendly as I thought it was going to be. There's like a middle finger. There's the actual audible F-bomb that's dropped in this movie, there's, like, some sexual touching that takes place, some, like, overtly sexual touching that takes place. And, I mean, as a 21-year-old individual, this stuff doesn't necessarily bother me, but I thought that I would... I wasn't expecting to walk into this movie and, you know, I don't know, maybe the the whole Marvel PG-13 thing has thrown me, but it just didn't seem as family friendly as I expected which isn't necessarily points off but if you're marketing toward like an older audience you don't need to put the puzzle pieces together for me at the very beginning have a little bit more faith in your audience but I mean I see where you're coming from but I mean again for me it's just like this movie was already two two hours and 20 minutes so sure you could have added like another 10 minutes maybe another 20 minutes it didn't feel that long it didn't feel that long it didn't but I feel like there would have been probably like a pacing issue if you would have added some of the things that you're asking for in the movie. Um, and that's the thing. Like, Carlos and I would go into the movie and we'll be like, oh, this movie could have been like docked 20 minutes. We didn't need that information. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can see where you, I can see where you guys are coming from where, where narrations can be a lazy form of exposition. I get that. Um but I don't mind. I also don't mind narration because okay, like they're explaining something that happened. Okay, I didn't need to see that. So it's not all the time. Uh, I, I my favorite movie or one of my favorite movies of all time is Goodfellas, which uses narration quite a bit. So <laughs> it's not. I'm not saying all right, the time. But you it's don't. Just, yeah. But you don't yeah, yeah. have it all the time in Ready Player One. You have it at the very beginning, and then you don't hear it at all again until the very end. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's frustrating. Like I said, it could have been like a framing device, which would have been really interesting, but it wasn't. It was literally like you walk into a movie and this character is explaining to you everything that you need to know in order to understand the events, which you didn't necessarily need because you could have, I don't know, I felt like there were different, you could have conveyed this information in a different way, even subtly, like you didn't have to it didn't have to add another 10 or 15 minutes to the runtime. It, it could have just been a a well-placed newspaper article like they do later in the film to convey information. Mm -hmm. And 
And so yeah, but I, that was more towards it, like the the puzzle of the game. I don't know. For me, I just I didn't like they didn't bother me too much. I was like, okay, this is where point. he is. This is why he is what he is. But imagine halfway so, through the movie, instead of letting you figure out what happened by showing you a newspaper article, he just came out and said to you, "This is what I'm thinking about right now, and this is the next thing. This is my next step in figuring out." I, the I don't know. Like, there's like you guys bring up narrations, and like I really, it really hasn't taken me out of the movie that like those those things don't really bother me. I don't know. This is me. Narration doesn't really bother me in film. It's just. I think the only narration in the film that I can honestly remember that bothered the heck out of me was probably Free State of Jones, and I don't even remember if that had narration. Um, it would just randomly stop, and like it'd be like a documentary, and then we'd get back into the story. Um, but yeah, I don't like that. The narration doesn't really bother me. It just hasn't. Um, so the, like again, that wouldn't have really bothered me. I would have been like, okay, he's explaining how he's feeling. That's cool. Whatever. Cool. Um, but yeah, like for me, it didn't really bother me, Carlos. I hope you tell us what bothers you when you see this film, because we both recommend that you see it. But it doesn't really bother me, at least. It didn't ruin the movie for me. Like, it made me a little I mean, nervous at the start, but yeah. it, it didn't sounds ruin like it's just like a thing at the beginning. So, whatever. Yeah, it's like it's a thing in the beginning. You don't hear from him for a while, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, like, you know, I still have the information retained in the back of my mind. But I mean, Not again, for like, a while, Ozzy, for the entire movie, you don't hear from him again for the entire. <laughs> But yeah, a while is the entire movie until the end. <laughs> All right, what's your guys' ratings? I don't know why. <laughs> this is starting to get to the debate. Brandon, you go first. Um, I gave it a 7.7. 7. I'm giving it a 9. I love this Whoa. movie. Whoa. I love this movie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. All right. I know Carlos. I already know Carlos. My estimate for Carlos is Carlos is going to be in the probably like 8 range maybe 7.9 maybe 7.9 but i gave it a really hyping up this movie ozzy no it's not carlos always gives lower ratings than i do okay so i'm probably assuming that he's probably gonna give it like an eight maybe like a 7.5 maybe around that range but you know this is a nine for me i loved this movie this movie was a bunch of fun um and when you're a bunch of fun like you know you get points um especially especially you know if um I feel, I feel like if you enjoy a movie and you actually have fun watching a movie and your audience with you, the audience with you is also enjoying themselves, you have to give a point for that. And um, just for quality, I would have given it like an eight, but just because like we we're all just having fun, it just absolutely boosts in another point. So it's it's getting a nine. Um, all right. So yeah, that's why it's a nine. All right. Well, I'm actually I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie, especially after hearing your guys' review. And I've heard nothing but really good things about this movie, so I am looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I think this was this on our most anticipated list. I think it was on mine. I think it. I it think was, it was on mine. Yeah. No, it was not. What? <laughs> what? It was Brandon. This was in your most anticipated movies of 2018. It was. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jeez. Well, I was like, why are you so passionate about that? I just said what? no, it wasn't because I remember her no, because I remember her and I having a discussion and she was just like, I'm really skeptical and I was like <laughs> I mean, all right. But I mean I'm not I gonna can tell you that send you the link. Like <laughs> no, I mean I believe you. I believe you. No, it's cool. Like, you're good. <laughs> all right. Um anyway. <laughs> Ozzy, um, you mentioned before we started recording that you had a couple of TV things that you wanted to mention since you're catching up. Um, what did you want to get off your chest before we move on to recommendations? Oh, man, Carlos, I don't know if you're catching up with any TV, man, but um, i got to go ahead and say that um, Legends, the last episode of Legends, um, not, not, this, not this week's episode, um, but I'm going to go ahead and say, I think it was like episode 15. Mm-hmm of um legends i'm going there right now just to confirm it yeah episode 15 that was one of my favorite episodes of legends of tomorrow have you watched it carlos uh give me a brief descriptor without spoiling anything uh sarah gets possessed no no i have not seen it yet dude this episode was um constantine's back right constantine is back for this just one of these episodes i'm not gonna say which one well he's back for whatever anyways (laughs) point is comes back for this episode and um but this episode is amazing and it's really personal for the legends and this is one of my favorite episodes 
of Legends ever. I love this episode. Um, really good stuff. Um, and I'm really liking the fact that they added Wally West to this. You know, you know, I'm not a big fan of Wally West in the CW verse and CW Arrowverse, but he's a really, he's a really unique and cool, funny addition to the team because he's just so fast. Um, but again, this is a really, I think you're gonna really like this episode, Carlos, because it's a really personal episode to most of the legends, and I, I really do like this episode. I think you need to watch it as soon as you can. Um, really amazing. The Flash. I'm getting out, Carlos. I know you're not a fan of The Flash. Um, Again, episode 15 of The Flash, because episode 16 of The Flash was really trashy. <laughs> but I digress. Um, episode uh, 15 of season four. This was, again, another really good episode, Carlos. And this is, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a standalone episode. You don't really need to watch all of season four to get into this. Carlos, you can even watch this episode if you want. But this episode is about um, a bomb a bomb going off, and Barry's not fast enough to stop it. But he's... He's like he's so like he's basically going so fast that he has to like think about like thinking about a way how to stop this bomb um, from exploding in, in Central City. So it's a really tense episode. Um, basically, every speedster is in here except for Wally, which is a negative. But anyways, overall, it's a really tense episode, a really good episode um, from The Flash, a really good solid one. Um, and. I absolutely just loved this episode of The Flash. I mean, this was so, this was like a really good quality episode, and it's it's it's. I'm gonna go ahead and say this is this is quality like season one, uh, like a season one episode of The Flash. So really good episode. I think you should watch it too, Carlos. It's just a really good episode of The Flash. So those are my shout outs. Um, those are my shout outs from um, the the only TV things that I want to talk about are things that are happening this week. Um, I don't know if it's come out yet because I'm actually not 100% sure what day of the week this show is on because I just watch it on demand. Um, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine this week, um, apparently Sterling K. Brown is in this episode and the entire episode is just going to be um, <laughs> him being interrogated and I cannot wait. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the best comedies on TV. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then also, Ozzy, I don't know if you know that this is this week, but... The Supernatural Scooby-Doo crossover is this week. Ooh, I am not. Did I, I cannot wait. <laughs> it is going to wait. be awesome. So, yeah, that's two things that I'm very much looking forward to this week in terms of TV. Uh, Brianna, I, you don't watch very much TV, I know that. But I also know that um, for a certain other website, not for ScreenFellows.com, you wrote something about watching an episode of Game of Thrones. So I, I want to get the inside oh scoop goodness. on the podcast. How did that go? Um, not great. Because <laughs> um, I watched two episodes from the middle of season five. Uh, why? I told her not to think. If I can give a little bit of backstory here. <laughs> oh. If you'll allow me. Okay, so Brianna and I basically decided that we would watch each other's shows, Carlos. So okay. she told me to watch Dirty Rock, which is something watched. Yet. I'm gonna watch it. Relax. I have <laughs> I have this week enough. I want to relax. I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Anyways, so I'm gonna show. watch. So, anyways, yeah. So she t so she told me to watch two episodes of Dirty Rock, and I said okay. So I t I told her to watch the Hard Home episode and the episode before Hard Home, but yeah. I told her one of the things I told her was listen. This is not a show that you can just jump into from the middle. You have to watch it all the way through. You have to. You're not going to get into it if you if you don't jump into it all the way through. And she was like, Ozzy, I can do it. And I was like, I'm telling you, In order it's to not going to work out. Like and show, then she was just like, watch the entire thing. Yeah, because you're yeah. not going to get attached to any of the characters and you're not really going to know what's going on in them. This is a really heavy, heavily, uh, heavy mythology dose show. Okay. Uh, the names are not normal names except for John and whatever, but uh, that's about it. I mean, um, I mean, these are like, this is like a very, very methodic show and there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot of history in the show. So like you jumping in and episodes like season five of seven, and eight, um, it's going to be difficult for you to care and know what exactly is going on. Those are really good episodes. Really great. I think you agree with me there, but I was, you even said it was hard for you to care. Um, so, all right. Well, now that we have the backstory, Brianna, how did it go? <laughs> um, well, to be fair, 
let me give you even more backstory, okay? Oh my god. <laughs> before, before, I, I'm not, I can't justify just sitting down to watch television. Or, like, uh, so that's why you don't hear me talking about any, any, any television show that's, that's not a comedy. You know, uh, I've started Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I'm getting more into that. So good. But <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, but like I, I'm like, I'm like a fan of Rick and Morty and The Office and and Kimmy Schmidt and those shows that you can just you can watch one episode of, and you don't have to pay super close attention mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten I'm doing work or I'm doing homework or I'm writing a screenfellas article. <laughs> while I'm while I'm um, watching whatever I'm watching, and so I, I'm not, I'm just not into dramatic TV shows. You know, I like three years ago I used to watch Gotham and like Agents of Shield and I and um, Daredevil and those shows, and I haven't seen any any season past one of any of those shows because since then. I've just been way more interested in getting stuff done in my spare time. So I, 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 to be fair, I told Ozzy that Game of Thrones just isn't my kind of show. And he insisted that we're, that I still watch it. And I was like, okay, give me the two episodes that are going to most capture my attention as opposed to just starting from the beginning. Cause I'm really not like, you know, anyway, so it, it, it was good. I thought the performances were incredible. I thought it was very well written. Normally I have like one or two things that I like to tweak about the script, but I couldn't, there was no line where I was like, that could have been written a little bit, a little bit better. I thought that the script was incredible. I thought that this, you know, I I was interested in what was taking place and, you know, I started to become interested in lore, but not interested enough to start from the beginning and keep going. All right. Maybe that's just because I didn't start from the beginning. Maybe <laughs> that's just because I, it, it's like pulling teeth trying to get me into a TV show that's not a comedy. Like, I've seen The Office five times, but... That's one of the most frustrating things I've ever heard, but I'll, I know so many people who say that, and trust me, Nate, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen Frasier, like, twice, but... <laughs> but that's, that's how that went. I know that's not a popular opinion, but it's not really an opinion. I will admit that what I saw was great. And that if it was a movie, I would probably love the movie. Obviously, there's way too much material there to put into a movie. But I can sit down and watch a dramatic movie. For some reason, when it's a commitment like a TV show, I just don't have it in me. For some reason. Like, I haven't even watched Doctor Who in, like, the last three years. So, I and I used to be obsessed with Doctor Who. So, my interest for TV shows that are serials have just has just completely plateaued. Fair so enough. that's how that went. All right. Fair enough. I was just curious. I was curious. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I, it's best show on television. So I'm uh, just always interested to see when new people start to watch it, uh, how it goes, but I get really frustrated when people talk about game of Thrones and they haven't seen it. I'm like, yeah, game of Thrones. And they're just like, Oh, I'm almost like, Excuse me? It's one of the most... We've, we've said this on the podcast before, and it remains true. It's one of the most judged shows without people actually watching it I've ever even seen or heard of. It's insane how many people have an opinion about something that they have never even attempted to consume. But anyway, moving on. Um, exactly. <laughs> let's move it's, on to recommendations. So hard. <laughs> Now that I've completely destroyed my credibility, no. let's move on to recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> just very kind of really. There's tons of people who don't watch the Game of Thrones. It's just, yeah. Anyway, I mean, at least you watch two episodes. Yeah, at least you give a shot. And That's you, more than you can at least say. <laughs> exactly. You know, That's I had fair. somebody tell me that. I had somebody tell me that they didn't like it due to the time period that it was taking place. I'm like, that literally 
makes no sense. It's a fictional world. <laughs> they were just like, they were just like, Ozzy, you can't tell me that I don't like it because of that reason. I'm like, oh yeah, I can, because it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, who knows? Maybe. Maybe I'll regain my, maybe my interest has been peaked enough for me to rekindle my love affair with the dramatic series. Who knows? Maybe I can start from the beginning and work my way forward and change my opinion. I mean, it is, it is kind of like a movie, I would say, because yes, you're just, it's, one, it's it the really most cinematic is, show. Definitely. Exactly. Like there is a battle sequence and I didn't even show you that battle sequence. And Carlos, there's been a lot of big name know. actors that I really you like. Know. I love those big name actors wouldn't be here without Game of Thrones. Let me tell you that much. Um, Aiden Gillen. I don't know how much he's in the show, but I love him. So yeah, he's good. Um, Carl and Carlos knows what I'm talking about. There was a big action sequence in season six. In season six, the best. Carlos, season. You know, oh my gosh, yes. But you know what I'm talking about. You know what battle yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, that is like you're watching a movie. And I remember when Carlos and I first saw that that episode, we were just like, holy. Crap. <laughs> they put it. They put that in IMAX theaters. Like the this show, that's the that's the scope of the show. They put they put episodes of the show in IMAX. Like that's nuts. Anyway, we're we're getting way off track. <laughs> Game of Thrones is my recommendation. I'm just I'm hyper ready. Um, <laughs> Pause right there. That's where you're settling. Um, guys, if you're not watching Game of Thrones, I don't know what y'all doing. Um, you're watching The Office five times. Uh, it's really depressing. <laughs> really depressing um, look i love the office that. but there's there's so many like my frustration with when it comes to that is not that it's the office it's that it's like you could be watching something new like that's just it's my stagnant yeah yeah i don't know but anyway um my recommendation since ozzy is one with game of thrones um i'm gonna i'm gonna uh double dip on a recommendation from a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago or maybe it was even last episode i don't remember it's been a long day so my brain is fried but my recommendation is going to be me and earl and the dying girl again because you guys talked a lot about olivia cook and she is awesome in that movie and that movie is awesome again it's one of my favorites of 2015 check it out uh yeah it's awesome and I'm going to go ahead and also recommend Westworld. That's coming up pretty soon, I yes. think, right? It's coming comes out next in April. Month. Season two comes out next month. Man, love is a maze. Love, love is a maze. maze. Let's go. And um, I'm so, yes, man, we do. I'm so psyched to be talking about Westworld again. Just having those recaps because it was really fun. Um, and just getting back to season and it's getting back into this world. I mean, we were just left in such a great um, cliffhanger. It. I need to rewatch it. The show is oh too, man! I'll give you my Hulu, man. I, I got you. <laughs> the show is too um, nuts for me to remember everything that happened last season. But anyway, it's, uh, Brianna, it's what's your recommendation? Um, my brother and I had the other day within the span of within less than twenty four hours, we watched the entire Nolan Batman trilogy, and it was my brother's first time watching Ooh. all of it. And experiencing it and i know those are they're not new movies they're not you know it's but i just i had to sit back and just completely relish in you know the masterful everything that is the nolan batman trilogy and i'm a relative newcomer to the dark knight because i was like 11 when it came out and um, I wasn't allowed to see it, and I didn't see it until last semester. <laughs> um, so I just, those movies make my toes curl. Oh, they're so good. Go, if you haven't seen them, see them. If you have seen them, watch them again. I don't care if you saw them yesterday. Watch them again. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yeah, man. Where can people find you guys on social media? Starting off with Brianna. Um, you can find me on Snapchat <laughs> and on Twitter at Critique Law. Well, on Snapchat, I'm just Critique Law, but I don't. What's my Twitter handle? Critique Law. Maybe. <laughs> you know what? I'm not great. I'm not great at repping my social media. <laughs> I'm not great around myself. I love that she was like, nah, yeah, let's I'm play. on Twitter. 
On Twitter, I'm Critique Love Movie. Okay. I love what she's doing. Uh, that's my Snapchat. My bad, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And, of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenPuzzles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube channel. And, of course, the website where Brianna does some great work over there. Um, yeah. Uh, as for... A little bit of end of the episode housekeeping stuff. We know that this month has been a little spotty when it comes to episodes, and we are sorry about that. Uh, life comes at you fast, but we're hoping that we will get back to the swing of things when we um, move into this next month of April. And yeah, hopefully Boy, we'll get back to April's it. April's a big month. It April's is. April's a big month. It is. It's a it huge is. month. Um, I must anticipate a movie of 2018 is coming out this month, so... If you don't know what it is, I'm going to give you a hint. April 27th, I already bought my tickets. Hello. Um, it's got to give you guys... Oh, uh, a little a little uh, fact about this year. Oh, no. um, I gave my first nine today. I gave my very first nine. So, there it is. Um, nice. But anyways, hey, I just got to say, it was a good movie, Carlos. You got to watch it. I'm going to say Anyways. <laughs> anyways, guys, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Castor Ozzy. Also, since Brianna... Brought up Snapchat. You can snap me at Ozzy320. Um, you can <laughs> recommend me movies, TV shows, anything on there. Or if you feel uncomfortable adding me on Snapchat, that's 100% fine. Because you can also add me on Ozzy.Castro at ScreenFellows.com. Um, recommend me some stuff there as well. Cool. You can add me on the ScreenFellows website. Yeah, add me on the ScreenFellows uh, website. Brianna probably going to post something about it. On on Facebook because she usually does that. Um, she likes to exploit me, but I digress. I digress. Well, when you say things um, inflammatory as you do, it's hard not to. Hey, we're gonna keep it PG, anyways. So, keeping it G for the G for the kids, anyways. So, um, what was I gonna say? I have no um, idea where you're going with this. Me neither. Um, anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out the YouTube content. Check out Brianna's content because she writes some really crazy, amazing, really weird stuff on the, on the website. Definitely check that out. Um, guys, this is Screen Fellas. Bye.